Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. We are cruising through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, wrapping up John today. Good to have you fellas, yeah. Arnick and Deli in-house. Gospels are in the dust, man. They're, they're behind us now. That's right. They are, <laughs> they are behind us. Uh, this will be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for folks that are able to join and have walked through that with us, I hope you've found it meaningful. I'll tell you one of the, one of the takeaways for me, and all these things kind of have that. Something just forms out of it. Mm-hmm. What I have taken out of these four gospel readings would be how uh, basically Jesus was going from point A to point B. A miracle for this person was not in the cards. Cards, right. that probably is offensive right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, the yeah, yeah, not in the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, apologies there. And uh, someone said, hey, we have a need over here. And he turns and goes to that need. Mm-hmm. I've been gripped by that as I've read through these accounts th- that it appeared to me Jesus was heading a particular place and somebody got his attention and said, hey, but we have a need here. Right. And he did it, mm-hmm. right? And even sometimes they'd call him over and he'd say, eh, no, not for you. And they're like, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. And then he'd do it, right? Yeah. Uh, and only only the guy, I guess, that has the um, uh, pool of Bethesda maybe or whatever that was, right? And he, you know, right. take up your mat and walk, that whole thing. That guy, Jesus came to him and said, do you want to be healed? Right. right? So that's the, that's the one-off. That's the anomaly to the rest of it. But very interesting to me. That's kind of what's hit me. Uh, over these uh, these last four Gospels, and we're wrapping up uh, today. So the reading today would be John chapter 20, tomorrow 21, finishing up the Gospel, and then knocking out Acts chapter 1 on Friday. So when you guys think about either an overview of the Gospels or the book of John itself or John chapter 20, what's coming up for you? Deli? Go, go ahead, man, uh, go ahead. <laughs> there's something um, that just struck me about chapter 21, of course, in chapter 20, the interaction Jesus has after his resurrection and the whole conversation that we can have probably for five hours about Thomas and how people have indicted him for years. We need to have that conversation. And and I'm sure we will touch Thomas, um, but something piggybacking on what you said about Jesus being willing to minister the gospel and, and so many people being blessed by association because his gospel was so accepting and was so universal and was so ready and prepared to meet the needs of people. There's some people that were just blessed because they were around him. Uh, but when you unpack that, getting to his relationship with his disciples and how he was so redemptive with them, um, I can't remember who was preaching. It was here Christ's way. It, was, it had to be one of you. <laughs> but... The conversation was about Peter and how his response, you know, during the crucifixion, he cursed and he he said he didn't know who Jesus was. And not to be too theological, but this caught me when I was reading it three times that he cursed and said he didn't know who Jesus was and denied Jesus. But then when you read in chapter 21, I see redemption there when he speaks to Peter. Because he's having this strange conversation that I used to not understand with Peter. Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, 
I always see a child laying on the floor throwing a tantrum, you know, when a baby just gets completely out of sorts. I don't want to know. We had a couple of those Sunday during the message. It was cool, though. Uh, but he says, feed my sheep. Then he says, do you love me again? Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. By the end of it, Peter is almost distraught and discombobulated because he cannot believe he's being approached this way. And I used to wonder, what is Jesus doing in that? Mm -hmm. But I see redemption in that. Jesus asked him three times. Mm -hmm. It's like he gave him an opportunity to redeem his own denial. Mm -hmm. And I look at that as, to me, just a perfect uh, picture of the gospel message of redemption, mm -hmm. that everything that we have not been, not in a checkbox way, but everything that we have not been, Jesus came to redeem it and to give us an opportunity to be a part of his kingdom. Uh, and so that's kind of what I'm seeing in chapter 21. I, I skipped over Thomas because I, I get upset because <laughs> I'm kind of Thomasy sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say about the same as, as what you guys were saying, like we're drawing him uh, into these moments, right? We're kind of we're reaching out in faith. And that's kind of what you were, you were talking a little bit about Andy and, and just reading out this, this first part of 20, uh, it, it, it gripped me when we're talking about Mary Magdalene, uh, mm. like in, in multiple of the gospels, I'm pretty sure in Luke and in Mark, like it, Mary Magdalene is the first one. And I think of Mary Magdalene as she was, had seven demons in her, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> seven point, demons in point her. Point one of the resume. Seven yeah, demons. like seven demons, um, probably shunned from friends and and family, and just outcast. And when you, like you said, Arnick, like just redeemed, and right. and the fact that she is not her her troubled past has not disqualified her from being the first person that sees the resurrected Jesus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the first person to see the resurrected Jesus, the first person to actually go and find Simon, like can be commissioned to go <laughs> find somebody in, in the gospel or like spread the gospel. And like, I don't know, just that, that that's, that's so redemptive. Like, like you said, yeah. it's so redemptive. Yeah. And that's just the nature of him over and over again. I, I've been noticing throughout the whole, yeah. the whole gospels that we've been reading of like, we we press into him. We have these abnormalities. We have these problems that we could totally just focus on. Yeah. That we can just be sitting on the side of the road, you know, not screaming his name because, well, I I'm not worthy. I not can't worthy. do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worthy of that. I can't scream his name to come heal me, um, to recognize who he is. And I don't know. So that that's kind of what what's been hitting me a little that's bit. That's good. Miracles yeah. and what's because there's problems are such a focus then unfortunately with Jesus, miracles become the focus. Mm -hmm. And the, the miracles are wonderful, but the true undertone of the gospel is redemption. Mm -hmm. You know, you preach that so well, Andy, um, with the woman with the issue of blood and how isolated she was. I think we talked about that when we first started uh, in Matthew. She was so isolated from everyone else. So the healing is what we focus on, and I've heard millions of messages about the woman with the issue of the blood and touching the hem of the garment and all of that. But the real miracle, can you imagine how she felt to be restored. redeemed and restored? restored. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it isolated her. <clears throat> yeah, so 
Uh, I'm thinking about my my dad. He was a paint contractor. And whenever we would go somewhere, any kind of new building, someone's house, a church, whatever it was, he would often comment about the quality of the craftsmanship around the painting, Mm -hmm. right, whatever was done. And so I think about that. I walked the piers in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, with a buddy of mine who was the communications officer. And as we walk down the pier and the big gray warships are all down the pier, you know, sometimes three or four on each side, you know, Mm -hmm. he'd look up and he'd comment on the communication suite and the antenna and different configurations. (laughs) And I I looked at him back then. I'm like, dude, you need to get a life, right? (laughs) Like what? But he saw things that meant something to him, right? right? The things that he did, his world, his life caused other things to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Paid attention to them, noticed mm-hmm. them. Not lost on me mm-hmm. for you guys, and I'm excited about this. You see the stories of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what we live mm-hmm. and right. see and celebrate yeah. and know. In, in our own lives, right? Like right. <laughs> and the recognition of yes, this could have been shame, yeah. but God brought this. Or yeah. yes, this could have been that way. Mm-hmm. And we know the isolation that people feel, and we know the shame mm-hmm. that they feel. Mary Magdalene, uh, a prostitute probably, mm-hmm. very likely, seven demons. That's that's unbelievable, right? That's something right there. And then <clears throat> working and working and moving through that, and then Peter with his incredible failure. I just, as you were talking, Arnick, about Peter, I, I was looking at that in, in John 21, and yes, he Denied him three times, and yes, he was asked to affirm three times. And then, you know, Peter's like, Lord, you know, I, 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 you know all things, you know I love you. And then he gives him the whole feed my sheep thing. Right. And then he goes into this thing, right, again, boom, instant, no break. When you were young, you know, you dressed yourself, whatever, yeah. went where you wanted to. When you're old, someone's going to take you by the hand. And, 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 and it says this. It says Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. What like I'm a failure. I failed him clearly. Like that story's been preached forever. And even with the redemption of it and Peter preaching Pentecost and all that, he still had serious failure. Oh yeah. On the resume. Yeah. Right. And the Lord is talking to him and he says, here's the deal. You're gonna glorify me. And it won't be, you know, we're going to get you now while the iron's hot and get rid of you quick because you can't last. He said, you're going to last. You're going to be old. You're going to live for me a long time. And you're going to glorify me. And then he says, he reintroduces the call. So follow me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right? Looks and sees the long-term game. Like, you are going to be here. You're going to make it. Yeah. You're going to last. Yeah, and when you have had that experience, I I I, I relate so much to that experience that it, that it, it's one of the only things that can get gravelly voice arnic emotional, just the redemption of God, and how it turns around is so interesting that that story leads into the Book of Acts. Now that I've redeemed you, I'm giving you this vocation to redeem others. I had a conversation recently with people about the name Jesus and that term in the New Testament, in the name of Jesus. And some people are doing business with almost an abracadabra feeling about Jesus' mm-hmm. name and the power of it. But it's in the stead of Jesus. Yep. If Jesus was here, his ministry would continue. Mm-hmm. If he was here, 
in his physical form, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But because he's not here, there's a dependency on us that we're going to continue that work and redeem other people. Yeah. And something I try to remember is because I've been redeemed, you know, no matter what my prejudice is, and I use that word very intentionally because Peter had them, mm-hmm. no matter what my prejudices are or what my personal feelings are about things, God has called us to be that redemptive person in somebody else's life. And I think the worst times in my Christian walk is when I forget that. And I get so caught up in what I'm doing that I forget somebody is waiting. It could be a little kid that you just walk up to and give them an audience. Redeem people. Let people have that feeling of that resolution in their mind and in their soul. Yeah, that sticks out to me. Well, it's a long-term deal. Yeah. I heard this one thing one time, and I try to practice it. I think I, I, think I do practice it here as a, as a leader in this community. Uh, if I ask you to preach on a Sunday, mm-hmm. there's another Sunday we're talking to you about preaching. Two of them. Right. 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 These aren't tryouts, mm-hmm. right? Like, you better do good today, because if you don't... You're not going to do it yeah, again. Yeah, and all the time you're <laughs> up there, you know. Uh, I heard See that years ago. Like... <laughs> I heard that years ago. I'll schedule you for, you're going to preach in May, and then we want you to preach again in August. What if I don't do good in May? Yeah, we want you to preach again in August, right? Because it's about the person, the redemption of the That's right. the person and separating those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to hit Thomas, right? Here we go. So, Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. My so guy. Thomas is called Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas, which is interesting because when we read earlier in gospel accounts, uh, they thought Jesus was going to go die in Jerusalem, and he pulled a sword and he said, we'll go with you. Right. Like he was in, he was, yes. he was all in, sword drawn, we'll go with you. Wasn't necessary in that space, wasn't there when Jesus actually died, right? right. I mean, but that's a prophecy. Yeah. The shepherd will be slain and the sheep will scatter. Yeah. Right? So when he comes back, a week later, verse 26 says, which I think is awesome. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you. Then he says to Thomas, and I love this part of the gospel story. Right here, Thomas said, unless I put my finger in his hands, mm. I'm not believing. I don't really knock the guy. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it said later in one of the rings, it said none of them knew what he, what he meant. <laughs> none, of them yeah. knew, none of them knew that he was speaking of resurrection. Mm. Nobody knew what was going on. They didn't have precedent for that. They didn't know. Right. And he didn't know either. And so he says, unless I stick my finger in your hand and mm. side and such, you know. And so Jesus shows up and he goes right for him. I like to, I like to uh, also put in there a little side note. The doors were locked. That's just a little funny little thing that they add in there. Yeah. Oh, the, the doors were locked, and, and when you say he came right, like, he went through the door. Yeah, yeah. it was Star Trek. <laughs> it just appears it was, there. It was, it was Star Trek. Yeah, beam yeah, up, up Scotty, right next totally to Thomas. He just shows up right there. <laughs> Just wanted to add and that when, in there. When when <laughs> that's good. You, when Mary Magdalene goes into the tomb, right, sees yeah. Jesus and turns and, around and and he says, "Go tell the disciples yeah. and Peter specifically. Yeah. Go tell the disciples and Peter. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, because Peter had the big failure. Yes. Yeah. Thomas had the big the big public like it's not going to look good for you right now, right? right? Mm-hmm. 
and he calls them out particularly. And then, now this could go to a couple of ways. So when you look at, uh, let's see if Grandpa here can figure out what verse it's in. 27, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? He says to Thomas, he, he says two things to him. Put your finger here, see my side, or see my hands, reach out your hand, put it into my side. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is stop doubting and believe. Mm-hmm. He didn't lead with, Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It was. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. It's like, like, he like, stop that tone of voice. Like, mm-hmm. stop <laughs> doubting and believe. Yeah, he's full of love and graciousness. Yeah, he's right? like, look, like, dude, here's my hand. Here's my side. Yeah. Put your finger in there yeah. so you can stop doubting and believe. It reminds me of when you always talk about the scripture. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's that yeah. it's that tone. If you read that, and if you if you've come up a certain way, and you see uh, knowing the Lord a certain way, you'll think that he that's led. How he, leads. he led with have access to me. Yeah, yeah. access. Now. And yeah. then let your mind change. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Rather than yeah. what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Change you your stinking yeah. thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and all that, and then fine. Here, touch my yeah. hand. No, 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 no. And I feel that so strong. Like that's the gospel that's accessibility mm-hmm. yeah. of Jesus to be there and say, okay, man, hey, mm-hmm. call him out right there, Thomas, mm-hmm. buddy. The elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Goes the right fact that he, And the fact that he knows it too, right? Like he knows this because he, it's the, <laughs> he just, I just, I think yeah. of all the, the deity-ness of him right then in those moments, yeah. right? Yeah. Like just the fact that he, he was, not surprised, <laughs> and he's just coming to him with this calm, cool, come collected on, like. It's like, come on, man! Like, just just take a look, <laughs> take a look. Uh, and there's a there's an implication. We we don't ever want to just think something's implied when it's not. And the way I heard the story coming up, almost implied like the other disciples believed so greatly, and Thomas didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I learned something with my parents. Be the one that goes ahead and speaks up because yeah. they appreciate that. Your honesty, they appreciate. None of the other disciples probably believed that it was Jesus. He was the one that spoke up because he had had a relationship and he said, I need to see the signs. This relationship I've had, mm-hmm. what I've seen, I need to know it's true. You know, I, I come across that a lot of times when people uh, begin to consider the, what I'll call the outpouring of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Or a baptism. Scripture talks about a baptism of the Spirit, right? And when they pursue that, 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 almost like other thing, yeah, <clears throat> that manifestation of God in their life. When they pursue that, a lot of times they're very, very hesitant, yeah. very hesitant, uh, particularly if they weren't reared in a culture that uh, spirit demonstration was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking in tongues and those kinds of things. They're hesitant. They're not hesitant because they don't want it. They're hesitant because they just want to make sure it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a grace in itself to recognize that's right. that like, it doesn't mean I don't want everything God has for me. It doesn't mean I don't want uh, what's Corinthians um, 14 say? Desire spiritual things, right? right? Follow after love and desire spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Like that's the direction, 14.1. Okay, it doesn't mean I don't want spiritual things. I, but I, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. My heart is in the right spot. Right. I'm hesitating, yes. I'm reticent, yes. 
I'm careful, and someone could say, the Bible says, don't be full of care. Yes, it does, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm wanting to do the right thing. I don't want to be flippant. I don't want to disregard or handle the things of God foolishly or flippantly, right? right. So I pause. And for Thomas, I think that's a tone of seriousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be reframed that way. Like, you know, I get it, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need more than that. Some assurance, right? He's like, I'm, I'm wanting yeah. a little, some assurance here. And I think that the, the fact, the way Jesus, again, the way he comes at it, it's just like, when you want assurance, like, look at me. <laughs> like, look at me, touch me, feel yeah. me, like, come close to me. Like, remember the, what I've sacrificed. Remember what, I've, what my body went through. What, I, I, love just, about, what yeah. I love about this is he shows yeah. up. And I've said this through the years um, around people wanting to grow in a particular thing. Or maybe I, they may see some uh, maturity. I don't know if it's that spiritual experience, whatever, something like that. They see something, and they and they want that, but they're not, you know. And what I tell them is, I don't. I'm not God's defense attorney. That's right. If He can't show up <laughs> and show you and 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 convince you for Himself, what what am I going to do? That's right. Well, I I'm not yeah. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. So. Let's pray to that end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just pray, Lord, prove yourself real. Yes. Show yourself to them however they need it. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what Jesus does right here. He mm-hmm. simply shows up and says, you needed to see this. Yeah. Without a chiding. Yeah. <laughs> without, I'm so disappointed in your lack of faith. Yeah. He does tell him, stop doubting yeah. and believe, my friend. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. If this is going to seal the deal for you, here I am. I just have to believe that somebody listening to this today, I know there were moments for me for sure mm-hmm. that I needed to believe that Jesus, and experience, that Jesus says, okay, I'll jump through hoops for you mm-hmm. right. to show you I'm real. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you. Yeah. If you need me to prove this to you, I'll do it for you, pal. No yeah. problem. It's no big deal. Right? Rather than, Arnick, you're talking about like all the others were a couple clicks more righteous because they didn't. Here's the reality, though. They just didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole deal. Like you can think that you're more righteous, but you just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it reminds me of people going to the altar for prayer. Mm-hmm. And there's this openness that you want to have and give people the opportunity to be able to touch God and get that touch that you're referring to. That just makes it easy for us. But if you notice, just like Andy said, there's a reticence for people to be willing to do that. I, and, you know, my, my viewpoint of the church is a little different because since I was six years old, I've been on the stage, so I get to watch everything. And I used to love, as a little kid, you find ways to stay awake because the messages were boring and stuff. I used to love altar call because I love to watch people go to the altar mm-hmm. once someone else moved. Yeah. No one wanted to be the first to move, but just there's something I hear in that, Andy. Make it easy for people. You know, yes, you, you used yes. to you used to give that to me a lot when I first got here. You used to say, Arnie, pal, me, <laughs> bro. Okay. I just I just <laughs> I just want you to make it easy, did, and that changed did he my pat life. you on the shoulder too. Yeah, uh, that pat. By the way, those are some strong hands. <laughs> he pat me on the shoulder and he said, "Make it easy." We digress. We have to try. We have to try to do that for people. Jesus made it easy for Thomas. 
Yeah. Make it easy for people. Mm-hmm. Don't make people feel like they, their question can't be answered or that what they need in that moment. Or what they're asking for is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Or how yeah. dare you. Yeah. Right. And and that's I, not I just think of Peter. Ahead. I think of Peter said, why are we putting this stuff on the Gentiles? Right. That neither we nor our fathers were able to that's do. That's it. Like, why yeah. are we even doing that? Why are we making it? And, you know, really, it's shame-driven. It's a shame-driven that I'm going to act like I don't struggle, and I'm going to act like all those things are in place, and I'm going to act like I do all the goals that I set. It's yeah. not true. It's not. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. And it's un- and it's unnecessary. Yeah. So I was talking to Link this morning and uh shout out to Link. <laughs> yeah, we were we were uh here in the church and uh I was talking with him about the path and how we can't make everyone walk the path by any means, but we can create one. And our whole idea here creating pathways, connecting people, right? Mm-hmm. So we create a pathway. And that pathway needs to be obvious. Right. And it needs to be attractive and it needs to be easy. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Those are the three things. Like it doesn't have to be hidden. You don't get special points for, you know, sneaking around. Finally, oh, I found it. You know, I, hey, we don't have to hide it. That's right. We have found him. And yes. when Andrew, uh, brother of Peter, disciple of John the Baptist, mm-hmm sees that Jesus is the way, he runs to his brother and he says, we have found him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what I think all this can be, should be. Right. And no one's better for solving the Rubik's cube of God. Right. Whatever right. that is. Mm-hmm. Like just make it obvious and attractive yeah. and easy and walking people through that. And so I love that Jesus shows up, shows up for people. And even what he says next, he's like, listen, because you've seen, you've believed. Okay, but he says, "Blessed are those who believe and, and haven't seen." That's right. true too. Both are true, but it's not a shame exercise, right? Right. And so then our prayer can be, "Lord, help me believe." The man in Mark nine says, uh, "Jesus says, do you believe I can do this?'" He goes, "I believe." And what's he say? Help my unbelief. Yeah. What an yeah. honest, with again with no chiding from Jesus. Yeah. Well, you almost had it. You had it right, and then you talked about unbelief. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. I think these are, I don't know, myths. Are they, are they just human ideas? Are they the pollution of Satan that gets in our minds and in our way? Is it our ego? Is it who's greatest in the kingdom? Because that was a fight those guys had, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What makes us yeah, greatest in the kingdom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah. Like, yeah. stop, right? Stop. Welcome. That's the word. Yeah. Welcome. Well, I think of the, the last part here, which is really what makes the book of John so powerful for me. Verse 30. Uh, what, what are you reading? Are I got you, NIV. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So in verse 30. You got KJV over there? arnix has got his phone. <laughs> no he's got, he's got anything got he wants. <laughs> Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Mm-hmm. And then 31 is the reason he wrote it. These are written that you may believe, right? Yeah. So we just come off, and I've, I don't know that I've ever tied this into the Thomas thing. Have you? No. I don't know that I've ever tied it no. into just this, bam, right there, where John's writing this book, and he said, you know, blessed are the ones that believe and haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm writing this for you. To what end? <laughs> that right there. The very thing we just said, so you you'll believe. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll believe. Yeah, so you'll mm-hmm. believe. Wow. That Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Rescuer, the Son of God. Yeah. Which is how he, the Son of God, right? 
Matthew, that's why we started Messiah off. King, <laughs> Messiah Servant, Luke, Messiah Man, John, Son of God. He said that you believe in the Son of God. Yeah. And then that through, I have never put this together, through believing, and by believing, you have life in his name. That's it, right? Set up by Thomas, wow. who said, I, uh, I'm not believing until I see it. Man, I'm going to preach this so good on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Dude, I, 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 honestly, I've never, seen that. I, honestly, I've never I've seen, never seen, seen that. it. It's so close, yeah. right? And, wow. and Jesus isn't saying it. But the John, the author, is saying, mm-hmm. and he chose these stories. He chose the miracles. Like he, he chose those things exactly, yeah. intentionally. Some of, some of you may know in the audience, Jesus dies ballpark A.D. 30. Yeah. Uh, the other Gospels are written ballpark A.D. 50. Right. John writes this in 80, not A.D., but yeah. 80, A.D. 80, mm-hmm. 50 years after the resurrection, right? So all the time that he has, and he says, I'm going to choose these. And then to kind of close her out yeah. with, hey, here's what the guy did. Preach like a failure. Preach like don't be Thomas. We're not looking at Thomas. We're looking at Jesus, right? That's right. How Jesus handles that. Yeah. And you want to, Arnick, you want to close us out? Yes. Praying that since you're, since you're feeling like you're praying. <laughs> yeah, praying ahead, and preaching man. since you're well, already getting I'm already putting it together maybe in I my head. Ha- maybe I shouldn't ask you to pray because the <laughs> sermon might come right now. Yeah, I might preach a little. Is there an organ in the room? <laughs> God, we just, we're grateful, first of all, for you just giving such a clear message in your word to us through this scripture and how you love us, how you redeem us, how you fill us, and then how you're willing to be uh, so kind and gentle with us, with grace, uh, to show us ourselves through your love, to be patient with us when we have unbelief and we don't see you as clearly as we would like. Lord, you take our questions. So many times you take our why, you take our what, how, and Lord, you're just gentle with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thank you for that, but we thank you most of all for revealing yourself to us even clearer through that relationship and through showing us ourselves and redeeming us. Help those that are listening today, Lord, not only to receive redemption and to let go of shame as Thomas did, but help us in our homes, on our jobs, with people to, be, to have that redeeming quality, that fruit of your spirit, Lord, to make it easy for other people and redeem them and lead them clearly to you. We thank you for that, and we just have hope in that today, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, that was a terrible organ. We got to work on that. Yeah. That was yeah, we got to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> God, God has to redeem that organ sound. Yeah. We got to figure gotta hit out. the high note. It's the high note. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we have been edified with our conversation yes. and time mm-hmm. in the Word and Hope that is is true for you as well as you wrap up John 20, 21, move into the book of Acts. And uh, our prayer is that you continue to journey with us uh, through the New Testament in these next few weeks. Uh, happy Mother's Day for uh, the mamas and for the, the folks that uh, fill that role of being a, being a mother. Uh, blessings to you all. Thank you so much. I have so many of those beautiful women in my life. So know that I love you Mm -hmm. and we thank you for the role you play, the hands and feet and voice of Jesus that you are. Blessings in this coming week and we'll look forward to being with you again when we get together next week. Take care.